G'day humans, what's the word? Chris Bundy here with Brody Alex for another edition of Wrestling All-Star. It's been a bit, I've been a bit under the weather, but it's a big week ahead. Alex, how are you, mate? I'm fantastic, man. Uh, didn't have the time to do it, to do the rap last week, so sorry humans, but we're back. And back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you do control WCW and you have your own podcast, so I guess you are very much like him. <laughs> I wish. Uh, My God. have I, I follow him on Instagram and he has the most gorgeous property that he lives on. Oh, I wish. Yeah, we're I talking good. about Easy E. Also, yeah. has a love for motorbikes. Yeah, yeah, I don't have a love for motorbikes. So. I guess you can trade it in for trucks. <laughs> have Very a road world at some big truck convention <laughs> Very true um, Should we get to some of the Aussie news here Because there's a bit to go through Since we've talked in the past two weeks Yeah, let's do it uh, So Benny the back row, a Queensland wrestler uh, A regular with Suplex Pro Wrestling in uh, New South Wales Had an injury the weekend of uh, July 15th uh, out of respect to his opponent in the promotion, we won't be naming them. But he's injured his neck, his C5 vertebrae, effectively ending his in-ring career. Oh, that's horrible news. Uh, any, like, big wrestlers you know who've had that sort of injury? Hang on, which uh, vertebrae was it? C5. Well, it's... I'm not exactly sure the particular vertebrae, but... You know, we've had we've had uh, Stone Cold, <laughs> Edge. Um, oh yeah, Edge is a good one that I didn't think of. Uh, Page, Soraya. Um, yeah. Oh, I could probably go on forever. Like Kurt Angle would probably still be wrestling if it wasn't for those sort of injuries. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Uh, so we wish him. A- all the best with his uh, recovery. Suplex have announced their annual charity cup event this year will be used to help raise funds for Benny. The event will be August the 5th and they've announced a GoFundMe, which I'll be putting the link to in the show descriptions to help raise funds for uh, Benny's medical bills. Perfect. Uh, a legend of the New South Wales wrestling scene around the early 2000s, Salem passed away also over the weekend. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Yeah, uh, IWA broke the news of his passing on their social media, a former trans-Tasman champion. So that's, if I'm remembering correctly, in IWA hierarchy of their championships, that's sort of a, uh, a uh, IC US title level. Yeah. Uh, from PWA, they just said, Salem's is being remembered, uh, was this from, sorry, a PW Down Under, an Australian wrestling website. Uh, I'll put a link to their full article as well. Uh, basically just says he's remembered as a monstering menace, uh, sort of a darker character, but uh, also remembered as a uh, kind person. John Coyote here having a few kind words of him saying that he was a one-of-a-kind legend, uh, one of the best monsters and heels he faced at the time. Um, yeah. Just goes on to say that he'll miss him. Oh, uh, that's horrible news. Yes. 
I suppose going from there to a, a few lighter topics before we round out our Aussie extended wrap here at the top. Future Wrestling Australia of Sydney, FWA, announces a move to Melbourne, Victoria. Huh. This broke at 12 noon today as we are recording Friday the 21st. Completely. I was going to say, I was going to say, I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. Uh, their last show in Sydney is announced for November the 19th. will feature former Impact star Tessa Blanchard. It's hmm. unknown when their first show in Melbourne will be. Uh, so just have a, a brief discussion on the New South Wales scene. Uh, clear number one, PWA. Yeah. Then your sort of number two is your Nui Pro, which is Newcastle-based, your international Wrestling Australia, yeah, IWA, which is also Sydney-based. So it's sort of taking FWA out of that Sydney market where it was a number two, at least in terms of Sydney, to Melbourne. Yeah. So, I mean, okay, that's good for the Sydney scene in a way. I, I, uh, was it IWA and um, Nui Pro can sort of grow from this, hopefully, maybe some of the smaller Sydney feds. But then you look at the Melbourne scene. And I'm just going to list off these promotions. So they're going to Melbourne, which is already oversaturated. You have Melbourne City Wrestling, uh, Professional Championship Wrestling, Deathmatch Down Under, Renegades of Wrestling, Mayhem Pro Wrestling, Battle Championship Wrestling, Wrestle Rock. And they're the main tier sort of promotions. And then you've got your small promotions like your Warzone, Outlaw Wrestling that started last year, and Victoria Professional Wrestling as well as another 10 or so smaller promotions in Greater Melbourne. Not including Gippsland Pro Wrestling, not including uh, whatever it is in Geelong, Colac Wrestling, mm. King of Colac, something like that. This isn't going to be good for FWA, I think, in the long run. No. Because, and of those top top sort of promotions you have melbourne city wrestling that is i suppose to compare it to another promotion in australia it's very much like your pwa it's just sort of your clean cut local wwe type promotion yeah this is gonna be oversaturation of the market i think which is also sort of what pcw and row and uh they both do you have death match down under that does the death match style. You have Mayhem Pro that is focusing a lot on the next generation of wrestlers in Victoria. Mm. Yeah. And then you, you have Wrestle Rock, which does a lot of uh, bar wrestling, wrestling in pubs and whatnot. And then your last one, Battle Championship Wrestling, which brings over a lot of international talent and a lot of interstate talent. So you've got to find your niche. And you've got to find some arena in some somewhere close where people will travel to, but somewhere that's not going to infringe on somebody else's territory. Yeah. I wish them the best, but I think they're going to drop down to maybe like a war zone level unless they're going to partner with some other promotion and merge. Yeah. Just just on paper, I wish more the best, but yeah, I'm not sure how it's going to pan out in the long run, given how oversaturated Melbourne is. Yeah, for sure. 
Uh, Australian Wrestling Cards announces waves four, five, and six. Uh, this got announced this past week. They said uh, due to the success of the first three batches, they didn't anticipate announcing it so early, but they have now announced uh, sets four, five, and six will be available for purchase soon. Alex and I have talked about the first three sets before on the podcast. Mm. Uh, new names announced will be the Australian sensation Craven and R- Lucille Brawl. Yeah. yeah so, so something a bit interesting there for your, your Aussie fan collectors. Uh, last two bits of news here. We have uh, Aussies announced for upcoming international tours. So the GCWX ROW show, uh, Crackjack's been announced, announced matches so far. Uh, one for each event. Aisha versus Maki Ito for the Renegades of Wrestling Women's Championship in Melbourne. You have Joe Janela versus Outback Adam in Brisbane. And Charlie Evans versus Maki Ito in Sydney. Jesus. Fun. Yeah. yeah. Also, the news coming awesome. out this past week that Makita wants to uh, sign with AEW eventually. Yeah, yeah, she's such a good fit for the... Mm. If they do stuff with their wins division. We can talk about that when we get to blind guts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and announced for uh, WSW, uh, their upcoming six-show tour, local talents, Aisha, Yeet Stevens from Queensland, Bobby Bishop from Queensland and the tag team of top tier Tim Hayden and Mitch Ryder from Queensland. Good to see. Sounds the, good. Yeah, good to see a fair bit of the uh, Queensland talent gonna gonna go here, considering Queensland saw the smaller of the uh, the five mainland wrestling states at least. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, last thing here, I thought I'd announce because uh, Alex does like a bit of a. The deathmatch wrestling, and uh, we are going to be talking blood and guts soon. So, uh, <laughs> dude, where's my ring? Perth event, blood, sweat, and beers uh, will be happening tonight, this Friday. Uh, so, I'm going to try to get this out shortly. Yeah, awesome. No ring, no holds barred. Uh, they have announced they've sold 80% of their tickets. A deathmatch of Mickey Fortune versus Young Felix and featured specialty cocktails. Nice. So there's a Canadian destroyer, Very which I mean good. sounds nice. A snap suplex, a play on a peach snaps. Yeah, nice, nice. A blue meanie, which is like a blue lagoon. Perfect. And then you have the beast from the Ish, which uh, has a photo of Bam Bam Binglo here. <laughs> I don't know how that one would go the next morning. Vodka, Vodka. Kahlua. Galliano, Coke, and soda. Fuck, that's nasty. Um, like looking at these, like, um, the blue meanie is, like, that's guaranteed to be a nice drink. That's vodka, blue caracao, and lemonade. Yeah. So that'll be good. Uh, the snap suplex, vodka, peach snaps, orange, and cranberry. That's I. I don't know if that one's for me. Um, very fruity. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ironically, it might not be my style. Um, the Canadian Destroyer is Seagram's Whiskey 
lemon, lime, syrup, and wonder foam. Uh, I don't know. I think I'm probably, if I was there, I'd probably have to go the beast from the east. <laughs> Just to say you tried it? I mean, that thing will knock you on your ass by the looks of it. Vodka, <laughs> Kahlua, Galliano, Coke, and soda. Yeah. Uh, it's, it sounds good. I wish them all the, all the best. It's good to see all the wrestling gang back up and going again. Yeah, uh, for sure. Where do we go from here? I guess uh, over to Impact? Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> we can talk. Uh, I didn't watch much. Like, I barely watched anything from it, but I saw little clips here and there, and there seems to be a fair bit of fucking backstage news coming out of Impact. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we'll touch on uh, the Impact Down Under tour. I'll just go through the results of night one here. Slex defeats Adam Brooks. Yeah. Giselle Shaw defeats Erica Reed. Digital Media title of Joe Hendry defeats Eddie Edwards. A singles match of Killer Kelly defeats Aisha. Uh, X Division triple threat of Chris Saban defeating Frankie Kazarian and Robbie Eagles. A non-title match of ABC, uh, Ace Austin, Chris Bay versus Brian Myers and Moose. Non-title match of Deanna Parizzo versus Steph Delander. And main event of night one, Alex Shelley versus Steve Macklin. Yes, yes, I did actually watch this. I thought we were going to talk about Slammiversary there for a second. Oh, yeah, we can touch on that as well in a moment. Um, um, yeah, so uh, this felt more like an Aussie indie show than an Impact show. Yes. Yes, it did. I, I don't know if that's a good thing or not. <laughs> I mean, this didn't feel presentation-wise, um, all that that much different from like a typical Aussie indie. Yeah. Um. And with this being like the first time ever Impact's come to Australia, I feel like they kind of missed something. It just didn't have that Impact feel to it. Didn't help that the arena was set up exactly like the Impact Zone. Oh, it's not even that. It just it felt like a low-rent version of Impact. Yeah, there was something missing. I will say, though, uh, the start of night one where they did the Welcome to Country Yeah, uh, with the local elder, that was nice to see an international company do that. So... Uh, Hopefully, the next time we get some more international tours, they uh, also do that. Uh, did you notice at the start, the ring announcer's mic was just not picking up on the broadcast? Like, they uh, kind of introduced Slex and Brooksy? Uh, no, I didn't notice that. I was sort of, um, yeah, I was sort of just taking it all in at that point. But, yeah, okay, that's interesting. Do you have a match of the night for night one? Um, uh, honestly, there's never a time Slex and Brooksy don't carve it up for me. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed Giselle Shaw and Erica Reed just a bit more. I thought it was okay. I, as much as I always say, like, put the belt on Giselle Shaw, yeah. she, she's still not all the way there in ring. 
There's times where she seems a little sloppy. But for yeah. my liking, um, she still seems a little green. Um, overall, her total, she's the total package for someone you can put a belt on. Yeah. But, but yeah, um, I just don't feel like that was the best person to display Erica Reid with, but it was still a good match. How about night two? So we see, hey, We've got an Oceania Pro Wrestling Heavyweight Championship match in this second match here. Yeah, crazy. Adam Brooks defeats Robbie Eagles to be your first Oceania Pro Wrestling Champion. Uh, going on from there, saw the Natural Classics defeat the Velocities. Impact Media title Joe Hendry defeated Moose to retain. Eddie Edwards defeated Slex. Steph Delander defeated Kelly, Killer Kelly. Frankie Kazarian defeats Brian Myers. Uh, Impact World Tag Team Championship match of the ABC defeat the Motor City Machine Guns. And in your main event, Deanna Perazzo defeats Giselle Shaw. Yeah. Uh, match of the night for you, night two. Um, match of the night, night two. Uh, honestly, it's always... Uh, as much as I'd love to say, like Brooksy and Robbie... Uh, for me, it was the ABC versus the Machine Guns. Yeah. Just because, oh, man, the Machine Guns, you can never go wrong with it. But, um, yeah, honourable mention, uh, Brooksy and Robbie, obviously. Yeah, honourable mention to Natural Classics and the Velocities, even though yeah. they didn't get five minutes bell to bell. Yeah. Um. I will say it does feel a bit odd that we're getting, hey, here's this OPW championship here in Walker. I mean, this just seemed completely out of the blue. Yeah. Um, do you want to have a look at the card for the Australian showcase that apparently was taped? Just oh. don't know where it's going. Yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't heard much about the Australian showcase part, but yeah, let's have a look at it. Ricky South versus Jimmy Townsend. So two PWA Sydney guys there. A very good uh, pairing for sure. An OPW women's title match. So Erica Reid versus a returning Xena from stardom. Very good. A singles match of Luke Watts versus Matt Hayter. Okay. A singles match of Lana Cross versus Kingsley. Yep. A tag team match for the OPW Tag Team Championship of the Perea. E.I. Ferios and Gabriel Eros taking on Team Top Tier. Mitch Ryder and Tim Hayden. Shame no payday for Todd. Yep. Singles match of Sid Parker versus Ann Carfer. A singles match of Aisha versus Frankie B, and a singles match of Jack Bonza versus Mick Moretti. Interesting. Um, any idea what Conrad is doing with OPW? Was it Conrad, Magnus, Mickey James, someone else? Yeah, and how much do we know that Magnus is even a part of this? Uh, but because, yeah, there are rumours about his future at the moment. And 
he is no longer with Impact. So. Strange showcase. Da, 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 da. Okay. Well, there's no update on their website about anything airing. No. Uh, I might, yeah, scroll through Impact later and see if it's on Impact. But uh, at the moment, no news there. Oh, you there? Yeah. You gone? No, I'm here. What happened? Oh, you just said you're there while I was talking. Oh, no, it, it cut it. Cut it out? It shouldn't have. Hang on. Hello. Hi. Okay, you are there. Yeah, it just kept cutting out, that's all. Hang on one second. Up in edit. Yep. There we go. Okay. Uh, did, but the main question is, did you happen to catch Slammiversary? Uh, I didn't catch it. Um, I saw <laughs> I saw bits and pieces on Twitter, like little clips here and there. Oh, God. Um, it looked interesting. I'll say that. Yeah, it it felt very much like impact just being impact for the sake of being impact at points. Oh yeah. dear god. Okay. Off to my next match. Always fun. Mike Bailey, Kevin Knight, Jonathan Gresham, Jake Something, Alan Angels lose to Kashida. Good good opener. Knockouts yeah. tag team championship match. The Coven, Kylan King and Taylor Wilde, the defending champions. Lose to Killer Kelly and Masha Slamovich, who have been going to war with each other for the past month and now are teaming together. Right. Uh, Bully Ray and Dina with Con and Special Enforcer Darren McCarthy outside will take on Scott Damore and a returning Eric Young? Yeah, that's wild what happened with Eric Young. I guess this is the point where we talk about it. Yeah, sure. So the report came out just before Slammiversary started that Eric, like, fuck me. Um, Obviously, (laughs) Impact don't work well with the dirt sheets. Otherwise, they would have held off from getting that leaked out before Slammiversary. And I mean, this news came out like an hour before Slammiversary. <laughs> um, so I would have seen it if I had I been online at the time. Yeah. Um, that Eric Young basically left WWE and his 90 days were up because he basically... Uh, ethically disagreed with the rehiring and the yeah the reinstituting of Vince McMahon can you blame him no and it's kind of cool that someone actually stood up for that shit but unfortunately it was someone of the caliber of Eric Young so it's not really going to make that much of a difference oh but I love EY yes it's just you know He's not the biggest name out there. Oh. Uh, yeah, so Eric's back. Um, that'll be interesting to see what happens there, given he was kicked out of the design. 
Yeah, I did see the clip from Impact where um, basically Scott Demore said that, oh, you're dead or some shit, but can you still come help me out or some shit? It's like, okay, cool. All right. Like Eric how Mickey Jones got crushed by the train. Yeah. Uh, points points to killing everyone off, TNA, but uh, maybe if they're going to come back, don't do that. And to be fair, like, who would have thought Eric Young would be back so soon? Me, because he hadn't been on TV in ages. Well, he never was on TV. <laughs> That's what I mean. The last time we saw him on TV was Dina getting rid of him. They announced that he signed with WWE and then he sat home and got paid. Yeah, well, by all reports, he he was basically employed by WWE for like a month or two. Like a month at most. And the... And from all reports, the plans were him to be part of whatever Bray Wyatt's thing was after WrestleMania. Yeah. B- but then Bray Wyatt got sick. I'm using air quotes there. I don't know what the fuck's going on, but everyone keeps saying it's because of some health thing. Okay, whatevs. But, yeah, but then Bray Wyatt got sick, so that whole... Wyatt stable that was meant to happen just never happened. Good. It was a terrible match. He should stay away. <laughs> I mean, I'm open for a Bray Wyatt return. I just... Can we fuck off with the spooky shit? Can we make him a bit of a normal human being for a bit? Okay, while we're talking spooky, guys, do you think Oh, what is it? Wyndham Rotunda could work in AEW. Uh, yes. Do you yes. think <laughs> he wouldn't be given unimaginable control of his characters? He'd be like, no, this is what you're doing. Don't stray from that. Uh, I'm saying could win... You asked me, could Wyndham Rotunda work in AEW? The answer is yes, it could. Will it? Oh, will it work in AEW? Sorry. Could it? Yes. Will it? More than likely not, because of what you just said. He will have too much creative control. And uh, we've seen it in the past with AEW when people get too much creative control and it just turns to shit because it's turned into such a self-indulgent storyline. What are you talking about? Cody Rhodes ended racism, thank you. Hey, I'm never fucking trash-talking Cody, but yes, (laughs) I I was trash-talking Cody. Um, Um, Oh, man, poor Anthony. Go, go. (laughs) Yeah, I guess all hopes of him turning up at Wembley are gone. But um, <laughs> just quickly on Bray, do you think the fans have been like, we'll give him another chance, we'll give him another chance, we'll give him another chance, and they got to this chance of him wrestling at the Rumble and then just went, what the hell, we're done. I don't think that's the case from what I've seen on Twitter from people. Seems to be like, oh, hurry up and bring back Bray Wyatt. 
but but you never know. A, a vocal minority on Twitter doesn't really tell you anything. Um, Speaking of Twitter, in case you weren't aware of that website dying, Wrestling Hostile is now on Fred's. Go join us there. Yay! Basically, like Twitter. Anyhow, uh, yeah, so Eric Young and Scott Damore here get the win. Go Team Canada. Uh, Impact X Division title match of Chris Saban taking on Leo Rush goes a minute 20 with your new X Division champion, Leo Rush, the man of the hour. Very but it's good. still such a weird abbreviation when you spell it out. Yeah, moth. <laughs> Took me forever to figure out why he had moth on his gear. I'm like, on earth does this guy have moth on his gear? <laughs> I was thinking, is this like some Marvel DC thing, like Mothman or something? <laughs> Mothman. Uh, Impact World Tag Team Championship four-way match. ABC, the defending champs, taking on Brian Myers and Moose, Ruth Swan and Sammy Callahan, and the team of Subculture, Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews, and your winners are Subculture. Andrews is champion. Very good. Um, was Andrews and Spud champion? I don't think so. Uh, where are we? Titles. No. There you go. Should have been. Could have been. Should have been. Yeah. Okay. Last couple of matches here. Singles match of Eddie Edwards with Alicia in his corner. Defeated Frankie Kazarian, who had Tracy Book- Brooks in his corner. Very good. Uh, Impact Knockouts title, where Diana Perazzo, the defending champ, is defeated by Tiffany. Wait, hang on, that's the wrong name. Trinity. Oh, God. Okay. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, Impact World title match. Main event sees Alex Shelley, the defending champ, defeat Nick Aldis. And uh, rumours abound that Aldis may be a WWE bound. Yeah, and not just WWE bound. WWE producer bound. I mean, yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, he is getting... A- on he's getting on there with age, so yeah, maybe stepping out of the ring might be his thing. I, I mean, I mean, Adam Pierce is a producer there and made his name as an NWA World's Champion. <laughs> <laughs> so Nick Aldis is basically the next Adam Pierce. Why don't they? No, that's just a whole can of worms to not go down. Uh. Yeah, Impact was fine. I get why they put the belt on Trinity. She's going to have all her fans over watching. Hopefully, them doing the title swap on pay-per-view translates to pay-per-view buys, but uh, we'll see. Impact pay-per-view buys? No, that's never a thing. No, no. I don't know what nefarious network means, Your Honor. (laughs) Okay, bit of AEW before we close things out. Oh, and we've got Death Before Dishonor tomorrow to talk about. Jesus Christ, doesn't Ring of Honor feel like an afterthought? Oh, Jesus. 
I, I mean, I mean, they used the main event of Blood and Guts to kind of build the main event of Ring of Honor. Yeah, we can get there. Um, Owen Hart Cup matches. So, uh, men's finals saw Sam Punk take on Ricky Starks. And Ricky Starks here getting the win. Yep. Uh, cheating. Uh, I'm not bad about that. He needed something. Yep. And I think this is a good direction. Yes, I agree. Right direction here for your men's tournament. Great result. Very happy with it. Yeah. Women's tournament. Final of Ruby Soho versus Willow Nightingale. And Willow getting the win after nine minutes by pinfall. Your thoughts? Um, still not sure if Willow's the right person here, but definitely the better choice out of Ruby and Willow. But yeah. I, I'm just not seeing what everyone else is seeing in Willow yet. So the problem here with Willow is she's supposed to be this ultimate underdog babyface, but she won the New Japan Strong title. It's not just that. It's like... She's this baby face. She's this underdog baby face, but she's often like the larger person in her matchups. So yeah. how do you expect someone to be portrayed as an underdog when they're physically not the underdog looking person? The only way about going like that would be to have her lose a lot and squeak out wins, but she's not doing that. No. And this is going back to when we talked about the brackets for this tournament. I said you should have had Athena and Sky Blue in your final. Had Sky Blue beat Athena in the final. That sets up death before dishonor. Yeah. And finally, Athena's been pinned by someone. Instead, you've got Athena losing in the second round. And, oh, yeah, Willow's going to go challenge her now in the death before dishonor. Yeah. Mm. It, it felt like they were really building up Sky Blue there for a moment, and then she's just been taken off TV the past week. Yep. Uh, um, yeah, men's result this year, I feel it's the right result. Women's, uh, we'll see how it plays out. Yeah. Okay, Blood and Guts. Okay, coming to you from Boston. Boston. Did you hear the report that apparently John Cena was there? Oh, no, I didn't hear that. Yeah, John Cena Cena. Oh, of course he was. <laughs> okay, so we kick things off with the FTW Championship match of Hook, the defending champ, taking on not Jungle Boy anymore, just Jack Perry. And this is a good presentation for him, coming out to the classical music and all that sort of shit. Really good presentation for him. I did see one fan share on Twitter last night. Him coming out to the 90210 theme. Oh. Thoughts about that? Yeah, nice. Nice. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Beethoven's Fifth Symphony, 90210, sure. <laughs> they both work. Uh, so, yeah, Jungle Boy. No more. Buries his boots in the desert, gets in the limo, arrives at the arena, and then, yeah, he's got his new music, just comes out in his leather jacket, Yep. takes on hook, wins. Taz notably pissed on commentary for the rest of the night because Jack Perry laid out the ref and then 
use the belt shot on hook to win. Yep. So that's good. Going to build up to a, a rematch there, probably. Yep. Uh, singles match. A minute and five, Dr. Britt Baker defeats Kayla Sparks by submission. I mean, sure. Yeah, I don't see what the point was in that, but okay. We needed time for the next match to have a 10-minute dance-off before the match. Uh. So, yeah, we get through the Dr. Britt match, and I'm just going, okay, can we get to blind guts now? Yep. And then we have to sit through what felt like a 10-minute dance-off of MJF and Adam Cole against Garcia and Guevara, and I'm just going, well, this sucks. I mean, I will defend the dance-off portion of it was like maybe two minutes at most. (laughs) It probably felt like more because I was sick. Yeah. um, it, It was stupid. That's your world champ. How about you protect him and not make him look like a fucking idiot all the time? But this whole Adam Cole storyline has just been, oh, look at how dorky MJF is. The problem with me is it feels like the exact same thing we did, what, last year? MJF and Jericho? Yeah, that was like two years ago, but yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. It just feels like the exact same thing. Yeah, it was like 2020, actually. Or was it 2021? Either way, it was... um Two-ish years ago? Yeah, no, it must have been... Tw- it must have started, like, 2020. Because I know it was a long-ass story, though. Yeah. Um, Because, yeah, it started during, like, pandemic fucking dynamites. Because of that's when the dinner debonair happened. <laughs> um, yeah, nonetheless, it was... Uh, I don't know, man. I I don't even know if I want to see MJF versus Adam Cole to begin with, but I'm not the biggest Adam Cole fan, as any long-time listeners of the show would know. Um, And I really just don't feel like Adam Cole versus MJF is the move for Wembley, but okay. Yeah, for me, I would not... I don't know why they put the world champ in this tournament for a tag team title. I get you wanted to cause some tension between Cole and MJF, but this felt like there was tension, and now all of a sudden they're best friends with matching attires and intro music and a choreographed entrance. And they face FTR next week on Collision or Dynamite or Rampage. I don't care. Yeah. But, yeah. By this point of the show, I was just like, I don't care. Let's get to the main event. And during the show, uh, what's his name? Backstage interviewer, Marvez was following around Callus and Jericho going, oh, you're at a dinner. What's going on? I don't care. Yeah. And maybe it's because I'm like, blood and guts is on. We don't need that much filler tonight. Get a few matches in, build up to what's happening Rampage and Collision, and let's go. Yeah. Um. So the match you've all been waiting for. The Golden Elite taking on Blackpool Combat Club in Bloody Guts. Do you remember the entrance orders? 
Um, God, uh, fuck. <laughs> it was Kenny and Claudio. Yep. And who but, came out? Then it was Pac-Man. No, because it was heels first. So yep. it was Claudio, then Kenny, then Pack, then Hangman. Yep. Then fuck. Mox- Moxley? Maybe. Yeah, yeah Mox was know. in third. Yeah, then Matt. Oh no, then Nick. Yeah. Then Yuda. Then Matt. Then um Takeshita came out last for Takeshita and then then Ibushi. It was smart doing that for Ibushi. Yeah, yeah. No, you had to. You had to. I was honestly shocked Pac came out so early. Yeah. I suppose that planting him in with uh, Claudio early on too. Yeah, that was smart. Um, um, I um, saw a lot of people saying like early on, this is a pretty tame blood and guts so far. <laughs> oh, fuck off. I guess yeah. I guess that note about the network saying to cut all this stuff out going around online was true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, shit. <laughs> um, and then Moxley gets in and uh, the fun begins. Yes, well, as it often does with Moxley. Um, oh, I love God. Excalibur. Uh, I think Taz says, oh, Moxley's busted open and Excalibur goes... Well, it is a day ending with why. No, that was Taz that said that. Oh, was it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck. By the way, where I've gotten up to in 2000, Taz uh, choked out Jerry Lawler on Raw and then repeatedly punched him in the throat afterwards. Thus, Jerry Lawler was unable to kayfabe commentate SmackDown that week. So that's how Taz started commentating on SmackDown. <laughs> because he punched Jerry Lawler. Take your job. <laughs> yeah. And then they had a fucking match at Unforgiven. By the way, I've already passed SummerSlam 2000. I'm having too much fun. Then he, uh, he, fucking, uh, he fucking had a match against Taz, a strap match at Unforgiven. And Taz... Wins a strap match, which Jerry Lawler had spent all match trying to touch all four corners. But Taz just puts him in a chokehold and wins by submission. (laughs) Okay. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, uh, I I fucking love Taz at the moment where I'm up to in 2000. Because he's doing this shtick with... It's me! Ha! It's me! Taz! Ha! Trying to be a Jerry Lawler ripoff and like laughing all the time because he hates Jerry Lawler and he's like, and with me is good old MC Michael Cole. (laughs) (laughs) So, Uh. yeah, mind you, his first night on commentary, fucking horrendous. The entire time he's just like, oh yeah, so we got. Uh, for instance, sake, it's the Dudleys and Edge and Christian in the ring, and yeah, these guys are good, Cole, but I'm better. <laughs> just he spent the entire time just putting himself over. He's like, oh, the, there's the Rock. I don't know why people like the Rock. I'm a good wrestler, though. <laughs> so where are you up to? Um, so I am. 
two weeks past Unforgiven 2000, I'm very close to finding out who who ran over Stone Cold. Oh. Stone Cold has his disturbed music now. Um, Triple H is having a very brief baby face run. Yeah. Which is going to end when we find out that Triple H told Rikishi to hit Austin with the car. Um, but that's because of the Kurt, the Kurt Angle, Stephanie McMahon, Helmsley, Triple H love triangle story. Which is amazing, by the way. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, the only problem is, like, the world title is secondary to what Stephanie's doing. Oh. Yeah. Um, he Who Shall Not Be Named has had multiple title shots and been announced as the champ and constantly, like, Mick Foley's come out and be like, no, <laughs> you're not the champ. Oh, goodness. Restart the match. And it's just like, <laughs> all right. So Mick Foley's just like kind of a heel um, authority figure, except he's doing it for a baby face so everyone loves it. But it's the exact same shit Vince was doing when Austin was champ. <laughs> Anywho. Yeah, yeah. Anywho. Um, yeah, this Way too much going on in 2000 for me to take note of. The right to censor is amazing. Naked Midian is getting way too much screen time. Um, X-Pac is doing this weird thing where he just randomly attacks people with nunchucks. I forgot about (laughs) that. Yeah, we're we're very close to X-Pac starting the X-Factor stable. You're You're dealing dealing with with the X-Factor. You, you, you did it with the X Factor. I got everything I ever wanted, and I run now. Yo, you deal with the X Factor. Uh, anyway. Why is it like so downtrodden 2000s boy band breakup song? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it suits his character. Like, how the. Like, it sounds ridiculous in hindsight, but Uncle Cracker sang that song. And Uncle Cracker, is, is, in hindsight, it sounds ridiculous, but at that point in time, Uncle Cracker's like a top ten band. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, oh. and and they're like, yeah, you know what? We'll do a song for, for someone in the WWF. That's fine, a top ten band in that era. Yeah, we'll do it for X-Pac. No offence. Hey. No offense, Chris, but How at this dead. point in time, in 2000, all X-Pac had really done was get his ass kicked by Kane for three months and then just basically be Road Dog's sidekick in a tag team and at times was Triple H's henchman. That was basically all X-Pac did in 2000. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, Fun anyway. Time. Yeah, no, we completely went off topic there. Uh, all because of Taz. All Push Taz. And Taz. And him saying that uh, it's a day that ends in Y. So, of course, John's bleeding. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you know what? I agree. <laughs> I think this was justified, though. Yes. <laughs> it wasn't. 
hey, I'm going to face CM Punk to unify these two titles, and I'm bleeding. Yeah, I mean, we'd be. I think Moxley should have trolled everyone by being the only person that didn't bleed in a match that has blood in the name. I think that would have been hilarious. Uh, But he couldn't help himself. But just think about how fucking funny that would have been. (laughs) Who didn't bleed in the blood and guts match? John Moxley. Fucking hilarious. Do that next year. Yeah. Do it next year. Do you have, uh, what is it, AW video game? No, I'm, I was thinking about getting it this week. Ah, okay. Yeah. But uh, I digress. Bloody guts. Okay, uh, let's see. What kind of weapons did we have in this match, Alex? We had a... We had a oh, God. Uh, a shitload of chairs. Yeah. Did you notice that when... Uh, to catch the rain in his chair didn't look like the typical American steel chair. It looks no. slightly different. Yeah, did they give him a Japanese chair? That's what I was wondering, <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't want to put this out on Twitter and sound incredibly racist, but yeah. uh, it looks slightly different than the other steel chairs in the match. He should have come out with a really skinny table. <laughs> Oh, pulled it out from under the ring and put it in. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Just run down with it. (laughs) It's been a while since we saw a good um, I am the table spot from one of the two companies. Oh, man. A fucking. Oh, I've seen quite a few in 2000 WWF, and I've seen quite a few I am not the table spots, too. The the, the the ones where the tables break way too early. Oh, they're, they're better than the I am the table spots. My favourite one of that is Big Show in a tables match where he's supposed to be climbing back into the ring and steps on the table. <laughs> but that was a planned spot, which makes it worse. Because that was against Cody, so I'm going to have a lot of vivid memories about this. He's just trying to climb back in the ring. Cody fucking hits him with a low drop kick to the leg. Big Show's foot lands on the table, goes through the table. Cody wins the Intercontinental title because Big Show stepped on a table. Is that better or worse than Sheamus got his first ever WWE title win because John Cena fell off the top turnbuckle through a table? In a table match. Um, I think Sha- I think Sheamus's yeah. is worse because yeah. it's the WWE title. That's what I was going to say. The IC one's better because it's not the world title, at least. <laughs> yeah, but just... And then Big Show just standing there with, like, the I just pooped my pants look <laughs> on his face. Like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh oh, spaghettios. Uh oh, I did a naughty. Um, okay. Anyway, anyway, fucking, let's get through this fucking match. Jesus. Uh, barfly boards. Uh, let's see, what else do we have? Oh, yeah, bucket glass. of glass. Yeah. What the fuck was the last time glass was used by a major promotion in North America? Uh, AEW. AEW's used it a few times now. 
Yeah, 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 they have. Yeah, um, thumbtacks, obviously. I do like that there was two of them on top of the cage this year and no one fell off the cage or through the cage. They climbed back down, but one of the Bucks sprinkled thumbtacks through the ceiling to distract the other team. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. By the end of this match, I'm cringing about every fucking step people are taking in that ring. Just because by the end of that match, both rings are just covered in thumbtacks, glass, fucking nails. Oh, yeah, there was a bed of nails. <laughs> Bruce the boss man now. Nails with an S. <laughs> no, oh, fuck me. That... Out from under the ring, and it's just Niles there having a sleep. Who's <laughs> the boss man now, Tony Khan? Boss man. Because he had a real high pitched voice, so they put a voice changer on all of his promos. <laughs> boss man. You did me wrong. <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh. Fucking nails. Yeah, the broken glass. Uh, there was a couple of times where uh, Puck landed either on his face, once from Kenny, on his nose, and then once from one of the Bucks taking like a um, a uh, back spin. I can't even think of the word now. Nope, can't even think of it. Um, and land on his neck, and I'm just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, I do like that the first person to walk out of this match is Puck, and he yeah. just go, he just flips everyone off and just goes fuck this I'm out, pulls out the <laughs> bolt cutters, cuts the lock and just goes no nah, no nah, I'm going, and then Callis sees that the numbers are down, goes and pulls Tequesta out of the match, and that's how uh, go on elite win they handcuff Moxley to the center, Claudio's taken out over in the far ring, and then they just begin choking out Yuda. Yuda's not going to submit. So Moxley surrenders to save Yuda. And in the process, the BCC kind of turned babyface again, in my opinion. Yeah. Because, like, how is that not an, a fucking likable moment? <laughs> like, okay, these guys had the fucking numbers against them. Yeah, sure, they were getting their comeuppance for for months of being cheeky, but uh, Moxley surrendered to save his friend, his protege. Yeah, kind of heroic. I agree. Uh, how many beers for the blood and guts match? Oops, sorry. There's a fucking noise going on inside my house right now. Um, yeah. Uh, Beers for the Blood and Guts match. Uh, I'll probably give it five. Yeah. It was. It's probably the best one because it didn't have the really fucking contrived Jericho falling through a fucking stage with cardboard flying up everywhere. Um. Yeah, I'd have to agree. Five for me as well. It is. And plus, I will say this is the one blood and guts match they've done where I genuinely took both stables in it seriously. Like yeah. the the other ones, what was it? It was 
uh, the pinnacle and the inner circle. Like, hang on, uh, the pinnacle versus the inner circle in the first one. Yeah, and at that point, the inner circle was just like, who gives a fuck? <laughs> um, and at that point, the pinnacle was like, a little, who gives a fuck? And then the second one was Base AC versus the Jericho Appreciation Society, which I think still to this day is a fucking dud of a stable that thankfully seems to be done. Jericho stable? Yeah, the yeah. Jericho Appreciation Society. <laughs> Here's an interesting point. Like, the cancelled 2021 was supposed to be the Elite, uh, Hangman, Cody, Omega, and the Bucks against the Inner Circle. But uh, it was going to be... I think it was Nick or Matt Jackson. I think it was Nick replaced by Matt Hardy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, this is the first one without Chris Jericho in the Blood and Guts match. And I think this one is so far the best of the three. It's also weird that this is the match that Cody's father created and Cody was an EVP and brought it back and Cody never got to wrestle in this match. It's a fucking travesty, man. <laughs> like, yeah. it, it really is. It well, really and, is. And Cody was out last year at Survivor Series, so he didn't get to take part in the WWE War Games. I mean, it makes more sense to him for him to be in one that's actually called War Games. Yeah. Um, but it's just kind of sad that he can't be in the one where he's allowed to bleed. Yeah, and that's why I think I like these ones better than the WWE version. Yeah. It's also um, the you've you've just made you've just made me realise that that's a hundred percent what Cody's doing at Survivor Series this year. I, I don't know who against, but he's going to be in a War Games match for sure. Yeah, um, I also like this. Yeah, the classic rule of submit or surrender. It's not pinfall, uh, pinfall or count out or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Submit or surrender. Uh, that is classic War Games. Visually, it's not the best, but also it is the best way for the um, heels to get their comeuppance. Yeah. And it's also good that this year they really didn't do a lot outside the cage. You did run up to the ramp to cut off Coda. Yeah. And then Wheeler and one of the Bucks fought on top of the cage for a moment. Yeah. And then they're all back inside the cage. Yeah. But that's been a criticism from a number of fans for the first two, it sort of built up to a spot. And then the big spot was throwing somebody off the top of the cage. Not and a big fan of cage matches where people just fucking wander around willy nilly outside the ring. Um, where I'm up to in 2000, it happened at Unforgiven. There was a tag team cage match between the Hardys and Edge and Christian. And the only way to win was to ex escape over the top. Not through the door, over the top. But guess what happens when you escape in a tag team cage match? You Your leave... teammates outnumbered? Yeah, it, it fucking makes no sense. It's so stupid. Um, oh, and which Hardy is the one that escapes first? Oh, it's the one people actually want to see wrestle. It's Jeff. It's Matt. So, <laughs> so, so Jeff escapes first. 
So then Christian just opens up the cage door and just runs outside and beats the shit out of Jeff for some reason. <laughs> and and then like later anyway, that ends up being just a big brawl all around the cage outside of the ring in a fucking escape the cage match. So has, stupid. Has Russo left at this point? Oh, he's long gone at this point. He's like a year gone at this point. Okay. Yep. So we can't even blame him. Ah, oh, man. Um, yeah, I thought War Games... Oh, sorry. Blind Guts was good. Uh, I suppose last little thing to, to touch on here, uh, the bloody Ring of Honor... What do you call it? Death Before Dishonor. That's the well, name of this event. Well, well, quickly before we move on from Blood and Guts, just I'm, I'm going to ask you this question. Yes. Who, since the match concept has come back in recent years, who has done it better? WWE or AEW? To me, AEW, because that type of stipulation and match, you want it to have the violence... And the like this to be a blood feud. You don't want people to go in, hey, I'm going to do my spot from the top of the cage now, everyone. Catch me. Yeah, or fucking, I'm going to put a trash can on my head and jump off. Shane McMahon. No, he at least put the trash can on his opponent. He didn't <laughs> climb up on top of a cage, place a trash can over his own head and jump off the cage. Who did that? Was it Eo or Kairi? It was one of them. Oh, yeah. Remember when they, all the talk was they were going to be called up to be the next women's tag champs? And only one of them got called up. And then the other one went back to stardom. Yep. No, the one who got called up went back to stardom. That's right. Oh, man. Yeah, the genius of the Shirai, Eo Sky. Okay. Oh, well, she's she's going to be the next women's champ, so I'll give her that. Death Before Dishonor. Okay, what do we have to look forward to here? I'm just going to read in a reverse order. World title match of Claudio Castanoli, the champ, versus Pac. Should be fine. Yep. Uh, that, that should be good. I, I would actually put the belt on Pac if you can keep him around, but you probably can't, so don't. <laughs> Ring of Honor World Television title match of Samoa Joe defending against Dalton Castle. I love Dalton Castle, don't get me wrong, but this is not the guy to beat Joe. Yep. Uh, I'm surprised it's not Punk. Uh, The thing is, if you want his win back, Joe doesn't need his win back. Joe, Joe's got four wins over Punk. He doesn't need a win back. <laughs> if if anything, Punk needs another three. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, I think I think so far the TV and the world title both stay with their respective champs. Yeah. Ring of Honor pure title: Katsuyori Shibata, the defending champ, versus Daniel Garcia. Um. Who'd Shibata beat? Was it Garcia? I can have a look for you. Or was it Yuta? Uh, bet Yuta. 
Justin Sofar, Shabata is defeated, Christopher Daniels, Alex Coughlin, and Lee Moriarty. Yep. And before Yuta, it was Garcia because they had that little series. Yeah. Um, I, I would almost put the belt back on Garcia, but fuck me, this current version of Garcia sucks. Yeah. I mean, that's not exciting, is it? Those are your three top matches so far, and nothing sticks out, does it? I mean, Claudio and Pac's going to be really fucking good. The problem but... with Pac is, is Visa. But, yeah, that's the thing. It's just like, can we sort that shit out now? Like, I get it. It's like, been five years of AEW. Sort it out. Yeah. I get it. Like, in 2020 and 2021, I get it. But in 2022 and 2023, and you haven't figured a way around this shit yet? Yeah, that's a problem. Maybe you put, maybe you do a fucking disputed little finish here with Claudio and Pac, and you put the ROH title on the line at Wembley with these two, and you have Pac win the ROH title in Wembley. When is... Has there been any word on how Aussies are going to be able to view that? I would assume. I would assume it's just fight again. Uh, yeah, but I mean, is it like a paid thing or is it for free? It would be a pay per view, surely. Oh, we got no fighter fest this year. <laughs> oh damn! No, no. Like I just realised. <laughs> Usually it's around, like, this time of year. Did Have we... We didn't have their fucking, um... Their fucking beach blast this year, did we? No, but there's the talk about Warner Brothers Discovery wanting more pay-per-views. Mm. Okay, uh... Following that, the women's Ring of Honor title, Athena, the defending champ versus Willow Nightingale. I mean, sure... Yeah, fuck it. Put the belt on Willow. I'm just having a look through here. Move Athena Athena. up to the main roster, thanks. So (laughs) this match happened at Ring of Honor, Honor Club TV number two, 25th of February. Okay. uh, Where Athena defeated Willow in 1444. Uh, Okay. Other than that... I mean... This has been Willow's whole story is trying to get the ROH women's title. The The only problem is that she fucking had no choice than to win that fucking New Japan belt in the process. But we can ignore that. But the problem is she just won a tournament for a belt. Yeah, sure, that belt doesn't get defended. <laughs> And it's not as if the winner of that gets a championship opportunity. No, but you've just like given a, a decent push on your um, AEW programming and then you're going to put the belt on a, on ROH where less people watch. So you've just invested a lot of time of your audience ad- audience's attention on this person that they might not see again. <laughs> 
if you put the ROH women's belt on her. Because God knows, we haven't seen fucking Athena since she won that belt. No, and Claudio hardly brings his belt out to the ring. We haven't seen Lucha Bros in a while. No, exactly. So, so yeah, I'm just saying, it, there's a bit of a problem with that booking sense there. Yeah. Okay, uh, speaking of the Lucha Bros, they will defend their World Tag Team titles in a four-way match against best friends Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta, the Kingdom. Matt Tafen and Mike Bennett and Aussie Open, Fletcher and Davis. Davis is back. Oh yes. Um, so, so Davis. When when did he get? So he's obviously cleared this weekend. Then. Yeah, he's been cleared within the last week or two since we last spoke. All right. And Carl Fletcher is the one that dates Sky Blue, and good for him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, I thought you were going to say he's the younger of the group who didn't get injured, but okay, that too. Carl Fletcher dates Sky Blue. That is kind of his gimmick on Twitter these days. Um, I, date, I, I bang take. Sky Blue. Well, um, I want to annoy anyone, yes. Yeah, um... Particularly, like, there was that week that Jungle Boy came out and he was like, oh, I, I banged the hottest chick here. And then Carl Fletcher replied on Twitter, lol, <laughs> with a picture of Sky Blue's ass. Yeah, way too many people are thirsty over Sky Blue. Mm. But I don't. Uh... I mean, I can't go a week in without like, a picture of her ass showing up in some My Wrestling group chats I'm in. Uh, so, so, like, yeah. All right. Cool. But have you seen 2000 China? Come on now. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. Um, where do you think the belts go? Like, do the Lucha Brothers drop it so they can come back to AEW now, or? Oh. <sighs> Nah, the the I love the best friends. They do need some belts, I guess. Actually, them going to ROH and then <laughs> giving us the Lucha Bros back might be the better option. But also, I don't know if the best friends are the right guys to beat the Lucha Bros. The Kingdom. Kingdom would be. Oh, I mean, there's a real fucking bit about that that I don't like, but... Um, Matt Taven is champion? Yeah. Uh, or we've got Aussie Open. Uh, uh, the thing is, with, like, the tag teams, what, with anyone in ROH, it's like, oh, I really like them. I would love them to hold gold. But if they hold gold, they won't be on AEW, so I don't want them to hold gold. <laughs> that's how it feels, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, all right, that's cool. I would love them to be... I would love Aussie Open to be ROH tag champs, but if they're ROH tag champs, they're not going to be on Dynamite or Collision or whatever. So maybe I don't want them to win. Maybe I don't want them to be successful in Ring of Honor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the the thing came out about Carl Fletcher asking 
New Japan, uh, if they could get contracts, and basically New Japan said, uh, not yet. So they went to AEW, and Tony was like, here's contracts. Yeah. You want contracts? Here. <laughs> we uh, got contracts at home. Who was it that you sent me um, putting out that promo on the G1, G1 press conference? Oh, fuck. The Alex Coughlin one. Yes. Having a shot at Aussie Open. Mm. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, fair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. that that's just another case of New Japan management just being like, that's made me think, like, what the fuck are they doing? <laughs> Not a lot. <laughs> Like, all right, we've put two sets of tag belts on these guys and they want a contract. That seems fair to me. <laughs> um, nah, <laughs> bye. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, yeah, like, oh, you guys with our property want us to pay you for having our property? Nah. Yeah. Nah, nah. Nah, we'll call up the replica people and we'll get some new belts made. Peace out. <laughs> What's the fucking sense in that? Come on yeah. now. Uh, yeah, it, it annoys me. But, uh, I, I mean, put the belts on the best friends, swap them over, bring Lucha Bros in, why not? Uh, yeah. Speaking of great tag matches, Collision? Oh, yeah. Speaking of great tag matches that everyone is fucking banging on about, but come on now, did we really need 58 minutes of that? Just saying. I mean, <laughs> if I didn't hear everyone banging on about it, would I have gone back and watched it? Probably not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was an FTR match, and FTR matches are generally really fucking good. Yeah. But now we're at the point where Tony Khan knows that FTR matches are a draw for the internet fans, so he gives them a shitload of time. And I think that whole story could have been told in half the t fucking time they were given. Yeah. Um, 58 minutes was a bit much. Two out of three falls was unnecessary. On no notice. Yeah, there was no real fucking storyline reason for it. Uh, uh, what day are we? Observer rating should be in. Shouldn't they? Oh, no, it comes out Friday. Yeah, no, not yet. Uh, well. Uh, yet. Thoughts, on, thoughts on Collision so far? Uh, after this week, it's going to be very missable for me. It's good. I like the presentation. I like the pacing and the feel of it and the fact we have different commentators out there. Uh, why didn't we think of Rick Bonnie as the replacement for Kevin Kelly? Because we were just shit-stirring and saying, <laughs> oh, yeah, let's switch Excalibur over here for Chris Charlton, and while we're there, Kevin <laughs> Kelly can go over there and we'll get, I don't know, Gino Gambino. <laughs> we'll yeah. Just the shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Rick Bonnie, fantastic, and he is now signed with AEW. Fantastic, good. Um, it seems like he's going to be their collision commentator going forward, which is good. 
Oh, yeah. um, Kevin Kelly will just come in every now and then. Maybe. <coughs> yeah. I, I mean, just bring Kevin Kelly in for ROH pay-per-views when he's available. I, yeah. As much as, like, fuck, I've seen a lot of Kevin Kelly in my uh, Time Warp adventures, I still just associate his voice with Ring of Honor. And as much as he's been a part of New Japan probably longer than all those other companies too, I still associate his voice with Ring of Honor. Yeah. I I don't know. Something needs to happen with... um, Like, Collision's fine. The fact that it's two hours and the day's a bad day for me means I'll miss most of it. Yeah. Same as Rampage is sort of a bit hit and miss during the footy season for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, I mean, fine. I mean, Rampage is hit and miss for everyone. But um, I will watch Rampage this week because they're doing the Royal Rampage thing. So I've seen somebody ask Britt Baker online, do you think the women should do war games? And she said, yeah, one year we should. Yeah, this was probably the year they could have done it, too. With um, the outcasts? Yeah. That's a good point. Uh, to that point, they've got me thinking, I'm like, why don't they do the Raw Rampage then this year for the women and have the winner of that face off for the TBS title? I think the biggest problem with that is, do they have the women to do it? Well, they would have if they didn't release a bunch of people. Hey, Brian Feldman Jr., and you gone. And he's spotted at the performance center. Doesn't surprise me, to be honest. He's... I mean, there is upside to Pillman Jr. It's just, from all reports, he seems to be a bit of a backstage heat magnet. Oh, okay. And not just like, not just like, uh, he's problematic or anything. People just think he's a dickhead. <laughs> Oh, uh, well, um, I'm just trying to have a look who commentated the last Ring of Honor show, but I can't seem to find it. But uh, I'm guessing it'll be like Nigel, Ian, Caprice on the call for this weekend. Uh, what else is of note on here? We went through all the championship matches. Oh, yeah, six-man tag. Mogul Embassy are going to take on six or nine. Master Wado, Ryusuke Taguchi and Leon Ruffin. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's probably not going to change. Dark Order have a fight without honour against the Righteous because Stu Grayson reasons. And an opener of Gravity versus Commander. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this, sure. to me, is one of the weakest Ring of Honor cards Tony Khan has produced under his ownership. Yeah. And... The fact Honor Club is two to two and a half hours means I don't watch it all the time. I'm picking and choosing, and that hurts. If it's an hour, it would be fine. Yeah. Ring of Honor. Here's the problem with Ring of Honor. Tony Khan either needs to have it as a stepping stone from the indies to AEW, or completely change it to somewhat developmental. Yeah, like 
Ring of Honor should be when like Nick Wayne is carving it up. Yes. Put Nick Wayne in the TV title match. Have him like Samoa Joe have an open challenge afterwards. Nick Wayne answers, bang, beats Samoa Joe. I would honestly, with Nick Wayne, because of the amount of hype they put behind him, I would have him upset Claudio. That would have been a good person to put in there, so, like Claudio just say, fine, I'm going to have an open challenge on the night. Yeah. That draw in, draws uh, interest as well, but yeah. I don't know. Uh, anything of note to touch on from anywhere else around the wrestling world? The G1 has started. Yeah, I saw some promo with Will Ospreay saying that he wants to turn the US title into the Intercontinental title, and I'm like, what the fuck? Ospreay uh, said the same thing when he had the Never title, back mm. when he was also had the PWA and the MCW Intercommonwealth title around the same time, saying he wanted to go defend it at PWA and Melbourne City Wrestling and over at RevPro. Like and he didn't. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, we've heard all this before. It's whether or not the office would let him. And a number of fans point out when Strong was launched, the IWGP US title should have been its main title. It shouldn't have yeah. got a secondary title. Nope. Yeah. <clears throat> but I digress. Uh, anything else? Uh, new champs in WWE, I heard. But does anyone care other than? Hey, it's Zack Ryder. Yeah, he was backstage taking photos with Chelsea Green. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's what a husband does. But, <laughs> but yeah, um, fucking real weird. <laughs> do they have any clue what they're doing with that division? No, nah, I don't think they do. <laughs> Is this the third title change in three weeks? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, God. Um, and then what? We're going to get bloody Ronda and Shana at SummerSlam? I think so, yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Um, yeah, uh, as long as Shana fucking murders her, I'm fine with it. Yeah, I'm just having a look at this. Oh, have we talked about the new fucking NXT North American champion? No. Have you seen this? I saw it all over Facebook. Go ahead. Uh, Dom? Dominic Mysterio is the new NXT North American champion for some reason. <laughs> Why? It's so stupid, man. It makes no fucking sense. So... Remember when Solo Sokoa won the NXT North American title? And they took it off him because he was on main roster then? Yeah. And then less than a year later, they bring someone down from the main roster to win that belt? There's no fucking consistency with that logic. No. Uh, so what if we got announced for, what is it, Great American Bash, 30th of July. Okay, whatever. Uh, Camelo Hayes will take on Ilya Dragunov for the NXT Championship. NXT Tag Team Titles, Gallus will defend against the D'Angelo family. 
and a submission match for the women's title of Tiffany Stratton defending against Thea Hale. I mean, sure, whatever. Yeah, why not? Tiffany Stratton. Give all the main events to. Yep. Announced for the Summer Slam, 5th of August. Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar in their third singles match. Okay, and have Cody fucking win this and move on with his life. Are they going to put a stipulation on this, or is this just going to be a plain singles match? I think there will be a stipulation added at some point. It has to, because this is a feud ender. When did I say 5th of August? So hang on. It's only two weeks away. Yeah. And the next one is Seth Rollins defending against Finn Balor again. All right. I think you put the belt on Finn. I would have put the belt on Finn in the UK if you were going to do that. Oh, yeah, actually. (laughs) Yeah, okay, maybe the story is... I don't think Seth walks out of SummerSlam with the belt. Oh, you think Finn's going to soften him up for uh, for, um, Damien? Yeah, I think so. I think it might be the time to do it. Or, okay, we haven't done this since, I think, the 2000s. But you could do another take on it. It would get massive heat. Finn wins. Judgment Day music hits. Out comes Damien. Damien hands the briefcase to Finn. And Finn just hands the title to Damien. No. (laughs) Okay. Oh, man. That would be so divisive. Maybe that's why I love it. I love a little bit of chaos. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, would I book it? Yes. (laughs) Do I think people would enjoy that? No. I mean, the only other way to get around that would be what I think they're going to do. Finn wins, but out comes Damien and Judgment Day turn on Finn. I think we're going to have... I saw a report from Fightful saying that WWE looks at the Judgment Day as their next bloodline story. Hmm. So all I'm thinking here is, okay, so they want to do a long fucking drawn out fucking melodrama bullshit with these guys. Okay, cool. Fair enough. Um... Yeah, the problem with that is what's the end game with that? The end game with the bloodline was obvious from the get go. Yeah. Roman gets his comeuppance. That's the obvious end game. What's the end game for the judgment day? Fucking Rhea beats the shit out of everyone. <laughs> Rhea becomes world champion. Yeah, fucking do it. <laughs> fucking do it. Fuck it. Um You won't, cowards. <laughs> I've seen I've seen enough China IC title reigns to be like, why would, why shouldn't they just do this with Rhea in 2023? Why not? Why not give us Rhea versus Gunther? 
I mean, I well, wouldn't I thought, say no. By the way, the whole Rhea fucking Dom thing, obviously, we all know it's a play off of um, Eddie and China. What we don't remember is how dark the Eddie and China storyline gets. Oh. Where it basically becomes an abusive relationship that China is too scared to leave. Yeah. Do we remember that? Because I do holy... now that you've mentioned it. Yeah, because of Eddie's temper and all that sort of shit. Oh my god. But fuck me, is it compelling to watch? Because you're just like, oh, someone needs to fucking help her get out of this. Um, it's really good to watch. But Jesus Christ, I forgot how dark it was because, like, WWE uh, rewriting history is just like, oh, yeah, Eddie's so funny and he's China and they're so cute and funny. Nah, it's not just that, guys. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. Um... I suppose uh, NXT. Who are our other champs in NXT other than Dom at the moment, man? Uh, Mello. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't fucking watch that show, that shit anymore. Uh, this week for San Diego Comic Con, uh, new new wrestling figures were announced. A Grayson Waller figure is coming soon. Ooh. Also, a uh, Nicholas figure, I see. Yes, a Nicholas figure. Fucking. Um, I want an Owen Hart AEW figure. Yeah, yeah, that's. Oh my God. A fucking Sultan figure is coming. What? Rikishi is the Sultan. Um, Teddy Long is a referee. John Cone referee figure. And get this, fake diesel. Why are they doing a fake diesel figure? Be because they know the fucking demographic that buys this shit. Oh, well, it's... they made an old school Sultan figure back in the day. Yeah, yeah, way back in the day. Um, hang on, let me see if the... Yeah, there's one there, <laughs> third row down, second to the left. That's the Sultan figure that's coming out soon. Um, yeah, fuck me. There's some cool figures coming out. Uh, I'm just going to save a few photos right here, and I'm going to keep vamping, and then I'm eventually going to send them all through to you at once. <laughs> um, yeah, the Nicholas one, you've seen that, so that's cool. Uh, Pat McAfee. Captain Lou's looking good. Uh, Jap Japan Hulk Hogan. Um, as you can see there between the two. Yeah. Um, what else is happening? Uh, there's Unmasked Ray is coming out, but it's just an unpainted prototype. Filthy Animals Ray. Uh, Peter Meyer V is getting a figure. I don't think that's going to sell very well. No offense, Peter Meyer V. Oh. Um just that's just not the demographic that buys figures. Okay. Um there's WrestleMania 2 Andre, there's our new um 80s Heart Foundation. 
fuck me, some good, a really awesome fucking George Adam will steal with a fucking uh, torn to shreds turnbuckle pad, <laughs> which is cool as fuck. Um, what else? Bruno San Martino, Bulldog, Terry Funk. Uh, just keep scrolling. I can't believe they're doing fucking Nicholas. That's so crazy. Oh, here's the painted version of Ray. I'll save that and send it to you. I can't believe they're doing John Cone, the referee. Of all the referees, John Cone. But sure. He's good. I mean, thank God they're doing him because his son is getting a figure. Because his son is Nicholas. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I mean, it'd be kind of fucking embarrassing if your son got a figure before you and you've been in the company for how long? (laughs) Oh, man. Fucking... Some of these figures are crazy. Uh, Debut, Rocky Maya Via. (laughs) A Hulk Hogan three-pack. Three different eras of Hulk Hogan. Um... The Rock in, like, shorts and a shirt. Yeah. Uh, a WrestleMania 10 two-pack with Sean and Razor. I was which... watching WWF Superstars on the Foxtel WWE Network this morning. And yeah. it had, like, the funeral parlor of Owen, uh, like, two weeks before WrestleMania 10. Yeah. Really good. Yeah, uh, Owen's on fire there. Um, holy fuck, WCW uh, manager of Hulk Hogan, Jimmy Hart. Oh. Okay, yep, that's it. Intru- I see intru- some breaking Australian news. What's this? Uh, your boy, JXT, is going to return to in-ring action for the GCW versus Renegades of wrestling tour. That's awesome. I know who you want him to face. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen, though. No. Uh, I mean, if Joey's coming, that'd be good. Yeah. I was thinking more uh, Matt. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think Matt's coming. But, uh, um, yeah, Jesus. Man, like AEW's showing off some new figures. There's like a new hook and a Danhausen, which obviously looks amazing. Where because... is Danhausen? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Where Where is fucking Bandito? Stuck in Ring of Honor purgatory like half these people, I guess. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. Some of these figures, man. Oh, amazing. Um, um, so many old school throwbacks this year for San Diego Comic Con. Like, who would have fucking thought fake Diesel would get him? Actually, I thought we'd get a fake Diesel before we ever got an unmasked Ray. By WWE, but we're They're getting doing an, an unmasked Ray. Yep, hang on, I'll send it through now on Messenger. 
Yeah, fucking cool, man. Uh, there's Unmasked Ray. Doing. Yeah, and he's going to come with that overalls. <laughs> um, it's so he, weird seeing him because he's still got his like mask logo on his overalls there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's fake Kane for uh, fake Diesel Voyeur. Isaac Yankum. Is he yeah. an action figure? Yeah, they did do an Isaac Yankum years ago. There's George Steele with his turnbuckle. Um, they're doing Kevin Nash from his WCW debut in like his polo and a hat and shit. Okay. What's a teddy bear with George? Uh, that teddy bear is called Mine. That is his pet that he used to carry to the ring all the time. Mime. Mine. Because it's mine. Mine, mine. <laughs> and that's all he would say. He's like, mine, mine, mine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, very cartoony, but that's what the times were. Um, What else is going on? Uh, there's a, another DX era Triple H. We've had a million of those. They can fuck off. <laughs> um, like they've done. So I wonder who keeps approving these Triple H figures. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're doing a Bray Wyatt from the fucking blackout, fucking pitch black match. Okay, they're doing what? A Bray Wyatt from the pitch black match. Oh, I forgot about that crap. Yeah. Um. Ooh, let's have a look here. I'm trying to find the photo of the Grayson that I saw earlier today. Um, it's gone. Yeah. Oh, fucking. They're releasing a bulldog in jeans, which is cool. Uh, Should have been world champ. <laughs> uh, they're doing a Terry Gordy slash the executioner. Wow. Yep. Uh, that is a character I use in Fugs. Go back and have a listen. <laughs> New episode. Soon. Co coming whenever. <laughs> um, coming when we can sit down and record. They're doing a figure of The Undertaker from that time, from that time earlier this year when he came out and chokeslammed LA Knight as the badass. Okay. So you're basically getting uh, Undertaker in his civvies. <laughs> All right, here's Waller. All right, I'll save this, save that. He's getting two. So two. he's going he's gonna to be the variant where you can get, like, uh, two different versions of him. Alex uh, mortgages his house to uh, buy <laughs> Grayson Waller. Uh, the first one's all right. The second one's a fucking banger. With the pink highlights, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the first one's more of like his early NXT days, and the second one's like, yeah, the wallet we know and love now. Um, Main roster. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm probably going to get two of each. Ah. Yeah, I do need to create an Australian shelf. There's been plenty of them now. Buddy. Plenty, buddy. Emma. Indies. 
Emma Indies had one. Ray's had a million. Fucking um, who else am I thinking of? Yeah, Dakota. The, Dakota, the Iconics. Tony Storm had one. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah, Grayson. What other dudes have they had? Uh Bronson Reed's got the one. Bushwhackers. Yeah, you could do the Bushwhackers. Yeah, Bronson's had one. I mean, in the New Japan ones, did they do one for Jay White? No, they didn't. Jay White still yet to have an action figure. Well, that should be top priority for AEW figures department. Oh, and this uh, company, um, this sort of independent company is doing a Brian Pillman action figure for Brian Pillman Sr., which looks really good. Oh. And they're also doing a King Kong Bundy, which looks really weird. (laughs) But okay, his head looks really pointy. But it kind of does look like Bundy. But yeah, it just looks real weird. The Pillman uh, looks great, though. Oh, yeah. Uh, Here's Mick Foley holding his three new announced figures with his daughter. It's like a classic Cactus Jack from WCW. And then, yeah. Early Mankind and Dude Love. And, and Dude Love. Um, by the way, look at how jacked Dude Love is. Yeah, come on now. <laughs> Come on now. He looks a bit jacked. That's how they're supposed to look. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Um, yeah, what else is... Yeah, there's... Um, yeah, so they're doing a three-pack, I think, with uh, The Rock, his dad, and his granddad. I mean, High Chief Peter Maivia, Soul Man Rocky Johnson, and The Rock. That is such a weird choice, though, for The Rock. Yeah. It's yeah, the other his... two in their wrestling attire, and it's just Rock in a polo with a chain, sunnies, and like a pair of nice shorts, shorts and some loafers. I mean, they should fucking make a rock of the fucking turtleneck in the fanny pack. You know that photo? They've never done that? They haven't done that. Why haven't they done that and they're doing this instead? They should be doing that for this one. Turtleneck and fanny pack. I would even, like, here's an accessory, the little bit of tissue he's got under his elbow on the... (laughs) in that photo <laughs> like fuck man um yeah real missed opportunity that captain lou looks so good though doesn't it yeah oh what else is in wrestling news apparently booker t's gonna fight ryback if he sees him on the streets <laughs> okay uh, i mean i mean booker t would probably fucking kill him because Booker T's a legitimate badass that's been done time and all that sort of shit. But, I mean, you can get that upset over Twitter, B. Fucking grow up, mate. 
Uh, did you see backstage who was at AEW this week? No, I didn't. For, sh- for Shark Week. Uh, Shark Boy? Yep. Really? Oh, shell, yeah. Oh, okay. I haven't read the Rampage spoilers, but he needs to be in the Rampage Royale. <laughs> oh, that'd be good, actually. Oh, here's a, here's a nice little bobblehead thing that got announced. Check this out. It looks pretty cool, actually. I think it's the most overrated <laughs> fucking match in history, but I think it looks pretty cool. pretty cool yeah I, I like the real cartoony looking things like that oh san diego comic-con wwe funko pop exclusive johnny knoxville i mean he had a good wrestlemania match yeah yeah Actually, i mean does logan paul have a figure yet from WWE? yeah 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 he's got one <laughs> wow that was fast yeah no, though it came out like six months ago too. So I suppose in the, like, in that's the two super weeks fast. we've been gone, uh, Blue Kane's been a thing in the wrestling world. Yep, and uh, then got a cease and desist over copyright. Yeah, it's, I mean, what did you expect, brother? <laughs> <laughs> as as a one off in a gimmick battle royal, fine. After that, you're asking for trouble. Yep. Ah, oh, man. Other than that, nothing I can really think of. Yeah. Uh, nothing I can think of. What about yourself, man? Other than the New Japan stuff, but we can talk about that another day. Um, oh, not a great deal. I'm, I just found another fucking figure for you to look at, though. <laughs> I can't believe it. They're doing a fucking Virgil figure in 2023. Come on now. Um, um, yeah, I don't have a great deal going on. Um, here, have a look at these figures. Bang. Um, they're doing a fucking Big Papa Pump Scott Steiner in tights. So it could also double as a TNA Scott Steiner. You just need to draw on the big ass ugly tattoo he gets. And the Kurt Angle is amazing. He's got his crying face when he wins the title. That one's good. Love yeah, the detail yeah. in the toy title too. Yeah, yeah. It's a really good looking belt, that one. And Virgil for some fucking reason. Um Does it cost a tenner? <laughs> it costs a tenner every time you touch it. <laughs> uh yeah um anyway you can find me on instagram um you can find us on instagram at wrestle style with an aus you can find us on twitter at wrestle style aus find me at fruities alex find us on threads i guess at wrestle style with an aus search us up on facebook wrestling style and you can find chris at at i'm chris funder you can go back and listen to the Wrestling All Star Archive for free on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, uh, or using the RSS feed found the show notes below for your podcast of choice. Occasionally, we are posting stuff on YouTube, so keep an eye out for that as well. Oh, amazing work on our fucking um, Three Musketeers discussion, by the way. Amazing. I can have a quick look at it, uh, see how it's going. 
But uh, yeah, I didn't expect us to do that well. We now have 10 YouTube subscribers. We've had a few people comment on the part on it. Uh, yeah, so it's it's interesting to uh, to see uh, how that went. I completely forgot about it until just then. Yeah, I just remembered when you said YouTube, but yeah. Because uh, that was a couple of weeks ago, so... Yeah, I've been been a bit under the weather and completely forgot about that. Okay, uh, quick stats here whilst I've got Alex here. 245 views, uh, 6 likes, 10 new subscribers. Yeah, nice. Oh, uh, Rax the Horror, thank you for saying, well, let's go, Chris and Alex, on the YouTube. <laughs> um, someone having a... Good uh, discussion about the musketeers we chose. That's awesome. Um, yeah, the fucking job you did with the the video editing was amazing, dude. For someone, a while. <laughs> yeah, for someone who isn't a video editor to be able to do that good of a job, and the graphics look great. So yeah, oh, amazing work, man. Amazing work. Awesome. Uh, I suppose with that, there is now nothing left to say. But good day, and we'll speak to you next time. Man, um, I've got so many thoughts on the um, time warps that we're just going to have to talk about it next week. So stay tuned for that, humans. <laughs> and it looks like there's an additional 10 minutes on the clock. <laughs> oh, no, Alex has done his calf. He's uh, taken from the field. Enjoy the World Cup, humans. Bye. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> World Cup. Woo! Australia. Itchy barn. Number one. Yeah. World Cup, World Cup. Ah, no I show speed references here. Okay. It's coming home. It's coming home. It's actually coming home, Brits. It's coming home to Australia now. <laughs> you, you can't go, you can't call the place home if you've never been there before. Come on now. Yeah, imagine if we. Imagine if Australia wins. A, a, a footballing World Cup trophy before the Brits do again. <laughs> uh. Okay. Uh, enjoy the World Cup. We'll speak to you next week, humans. Bye.